past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad to have you here today, and we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is proactive career management. Today, I want to share with you some parts of a presentation that I gave to a industry group, a, a colleague group, a few weeks ago on career resilience and risk-taking. And the idea behind this really came from a, a conversation with the coaches group that I work with when I coach for our local municipality around the idea that people are struggling, especially in their mid-career, to feel, to feel fulfilled. They, they may be stuck in a position where they can't really move up, they can't get much growth in their current position and I think that the idea that we all used to work in a role and be happy for our whole lives and never want to be challenged is a myth you know I I didn't live it so I don't know what was different when our perhaps older parents or grandparents were working but I just don't think it's human nature for us to go in and do the same job every day and feel fulfilled. There was something else going on there that gave those people um, some kind of, of challenge or engagement, some way of, of feeling fulfilled every day at their job. Perhaps companies did a better job of communicating how those people's jobs added to the organization. I know companies used to be better at or have more flexibility to let people rotate through jobs and learn new things. Most of us are are creatures that like to learn. In fact, when they look at why people leave their job, the number one reason is relationship with a manager. Usually the close reasons right after that have to do with learning, development, challenge, being able to grow in, in our organization. And there's really nothing wrong with that from the individual or the organization standpoint, right? We we want to keep learning, and it's better for our organization if we keep learning. We're sharper. We're learning new skills. We're engaged. The trouble comes these days, at least in some industries, when there's nowhere to go upward and we get overly focused on up being the the only way to advance or, you know, out being the only way to be happy. The idea behind career resilience, and I'll I'll kind of give you a definition here in a minute, but the idea behind career resilience is, of course, that we are ready to move when circumstances change, that we're able to adapt. This perhaps used to be facilitated a little bit more by our company when things were changing and moving we were we were moving with them and they needed us to do that and now things have shifted to be more the individuals 
responsibility. And of course, we talk about that a lot here on the show. So where does this element of risk-taking comes in? The element of risk-taking comes in in the essence that all of us have to take actions of some level of risk to move forward in our careers. If we don't take action, we're standing still and we're likely not being able to move anywhere because no one's seeing our good work, we don't have the connections we need to move, or we aren't gaining the skills that we need to move up. All of those aspects of our career management really take risk in some form or another action of some kind. And the story that also always hits me when I'm thinking about this topic and when I'm thinking about career changes, career shifts, and how things have changed was when I first started working in this industry, sitting down with a lady who was working for um, an organization that's kind of prone to layoffs at, at this point. When I was talking with her, they had laid off consistently over the last five years before she sat in my office and Almost every year, they had a fairly sizable layoff. And she's sitting in my office, thankfully, not because she was laid off, but because she was thinking about making a move into a different industry. She just wanted to do something different. And we're talking about her options. We're talking about her opportunities, what she might want to do. She's done a few exploratory activities or assessments to get some ideas of what she might like to do. And she is having a, you know, a, a moment of somewhat paralyzed fear here. She's thinking about becoming an event manager She's done a little bit of research. She's talked to a few people that do that. And it seems like a really fun gig, right? It seems like it would use the skills she's interested in using, that it would get her engaged with people more, whereas her current role had her sitting behind a computer a lot. There were quite a few positives to this job opportunity that she was interested in moving into. And she looks at me and she says, you know, Marie, I'm just afraid of losing my current stability, of losing this stability I have with this large company. And I looked at her and I tried not to have my jaw hit the floor. And I said, well, how many times has your company laid off in the last few years, right? What, what does stability look like here? This was the false stability that she had painted for herself because she worked for a large company. She'd had a paycheck coming in every month or every two weeks for years. It felt stable to her, even though probably 50% of the people that she knew within the company had been laid off in the last five years. This is the golden handcuffs that some people talk about. It's the false sense of stability that we have when we're employed by an organization. And people say it to me all the time, you know, well, how do you work as an entrepreneur that's just so unstable? Well, I guess it depends on what your your definition of stable is. And 
perhaps a little bit of digging and exploring as to whether or not the stability that we think we have actually does exist. And I'm going to propose a different definition of career stability in a few moments. So this is our shifting world of careers. And we really moved from the idea that there is a path or career paths. And, you know, you'll see that a lot, pathways, career pathways. The idea of a path insinuates that there's a predestined destination, that there's a fixed way of getting somewhere that if you move up through this career you'll go from place to place to place along a path and of course we know that today that is not true for so many of us in the professional world there isn't a path and this comes from an article that was in Talent Magazine uh, a few years ago. So this isn't a new t- a new concept by any means. Although most professionals in the working world who aren't career professionals that I talk to still having a hard time ga- grasping this concept that there isn't a path, there isn't a ladder. It's frustrating, right? Because we we've been sold the dream of a ladder, we've been sold the dream of, of a path, of a goal that, that we could reach, a destination that was defined. But it really hasn't worked that way for quite a while. And in fact, this group that I was talking to a few weeks ago, we, we were talking about the publishing data of Dan Pink's Free Agent Nation, which was at least 15 years ago, if not more now. And people are still having a hard time grasping the concept that we all are in charge of our own careers. You know, the the brand called You coming out in the late 90s, this idea has never really been more true than it is today. So what do we have if we don't have a path, if we don't have a destination? Well, this this article in, in Talent Management proposes that instead we have patterns. We have patterns of careers thinking that that a pattern is something you can't necessarily anticipate but of course you can see the pattern and the way that the pieces fit together then instead of a position you have a project so even if you are an employee to think about yourself as having a project instead of a a position. It's not something that's fixed, even if it is employment. It isn't fixed. It could go away at any moment for almost anyone you work with, if you work in the U.S. at least. Some countries, this is a little different. Then instead of being an employee, you're an entrepreneur. That's probably the most challenging mindset for people to accept. So don't get stuck on that one if it doesn't work for you. Instead of a path, you have a pattern. And instead of predictability, you have possibilities. That's probably one of the other more challenging ones is that we don't have predictability in in a path. We have lots of possibilities. And in fact, perhaps we have more possibilities, but it's not something that we want to think about that way because we all love our path and our predictability. We have to learn to think differently, to be 
agile, to be better with ambiguity for these new ways of working to work for us. So this brings me to an important topic, and we'll talk about this more as we go through the, sh- the show today. A lot of us set goals that are outcome-driven. So think about this in terms of weight loss terms. You are going to lose 20 pounds. That's an outcomes-based goal. Well, what happens when you step on the scale tomorrow and you haven't lost 20 pounds? You may lose You may lose your momentum, right? That happens to people. What happens when you do lose that 20 pounds? Yay, you've achieved the goal. Well, you might set another outcomes-based goal or, as many people do, slide back into those old habits because you achieved the goal and you're moving on with life now. Instead of that outcome, well, not instead of, along with those outcomes-based goals, we need to set process-based goals. The idea that we're going to set goals around actions we can take on a consistent basis, instead of just setting the goal that we're going to lose 20 pounds, we also set the goal that every day we're going to eat healthy workout or perhaps a more realistic goal that 80% of the time we're going to eat healthy I've heard that from health consultants, right? That if you set the goal that 80% of the time you're going to eat healthy and you're going to work out five days a week. Those are reasonable process-based goals that we can do on a consistent basis. When we get off track, we can go back to it. And yes, we can still have the outcomes-based goals that we want to lose 20 pounds, but it brings a different approach to our actions and to our goal setting that helps as we move through that process and we're going to relate it back to your career and your career goal setting and risk taking when we come back in just a few minutes we'll be right back here on the career confidant America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. 
Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about how risk and risk-taking and resilience factor into our career and our ability to advance and move and have stability in our career. So we're talking a little bit about the difference between the work world of days past and the work world of today, moving from a path to a pattern and the idea of it having a little less definition for us, more that we are figuring it out for ourselves and putting the pattern together versus having that fixed path or, or outcome. So when we're thinking about this shift, instead of thinking about a traditional career path and traditional advancement, we're thinking about how can we create patterns within our career that are built around our strengths, our skills, our experiences that move us in the direction that we want to move in. And when we think about our experience and our careers, this is perhaps the questions that we could be asking ourselves. So instead of, you know, what job do I see myself doing in five years? Where do you see yourself in five years? What experiences do I want to have during my career? What skills do I want to use? What roles do I want to try? What strengths do I have to offer? What experiences do I want to have during my career? What will you gain and learn from each experience? So instead of seeing an experience as good or bad, what are you learning that you want to move forward into some of the other experiences that you want to have? And then how will you move between experiences? That ability to move between experiences is the number one skill we all need in our careers, whether we're working for someone as an employee, whether we're a contractor or we're an entrepreneur. We're all trying to navigate this pattern, to navigate these moves from one thing to the next, and to be able to gather a set of experiences that really add value for us while offering value to the employer, because of course, that's why we get paid. So the Career Thought Leaders does a career brainstorming day every year with 
the top career development professionals getting together and brainstorming what do the trends look like in in our industry and our next event is coming up December 1st for those of you who are in the careers industry and and interested in getting together with your colleagues to talk about trends and best practices. When I looked at the report from our last event and if you go to careerthoughtleaders.com and you can go under Career Pro, and there's a, a read section there with our journals and papers. The white paper that we put out every year from this event, I was looking through all the data that went into that for the 2016 event, and just kind of hit me that really the new career stability is career agility. Your ability to move between experiences is the definition today of stability because no one has the promise of being at the same company for 30 years. In fact, I was just talking to a gentleman who's been at his company for 33 years, but he's been talking with me about leaving there for at least four, if not five. So he gets this, that although he has a a job and has some sort of stability there, He's got to be ready to move because no company is forever. There is no forever for us at a a job anymore. It's really, are you ready and able to move when you need to? And do you have the tools and resources that you need to do that? Which, of course, is what we talk about all on this show. The definition of career resilience is the ability to adjust to career change as it happens and adapt to new market demands. So instead of thinking about, as my client did when I first got started, instead of thinking about her job as her stability, it really is her ability to make moves, to sell her experience, to network, to build on what she has and be ready to move it forward, that's her real stability. And this is where the risk-taking element comes in. The idea that throughout our careers, to be able to move, to be able to have control, I guess, we have to be able to take risks. And of course, the great part is that there are risks that are lower risk, that you can take while you're currently working to help yourself be ready to move when you need to. And risks are going to look different for everyone. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But you need the you need to be able to take actions that move you forward, that build the skill sets that you want to build, that get you going into the next pattern, right? That start to build your pattern for you, and then. You need a piece of resilience. So the idea about around resilience really is in the mindset. So as I'm going through and thinking about ways that we need resilience or, or mindset, how we can have the resources that we need emotionally to bounce back, to thrive and change, that's that resilience piece and, and the mindset around that. And then the risk piece is the momentum. What risks are you going to take to be able to have 
momentum. And your risks are going to look different. I want to share a story with you to illustrate my point. So when I first started my business, I left, and some of you may know this story, but I left Colorado State University in 2008 to start my business, the fall of 2008. And if you're not in the U.S. or you don't remember what was going on back then, the economy was just starting to crumble. But I had been applying to university positions around the country, had some interviews, was excited about all of that. And then my husband got a job in the town where we live and still live. I knew that I couldn't stay where I was. I was at Colorado State, but I wasn't in a career-related position, and those positions didn't come up very often. And I wanted to use my degree. I wanted to do what I love doing. And so when he got that job, which meant that I could no longer keep interviewing outside unless I didn't want to be with him anymore, which wasn't really an option, I said to him, well, okay, if we stay here, I'm going to start my own business. Now, some of you will say, you know, I had the, the privilege of being able to do that. He had a job. He had insurance. And yes, those things are true. And also, this wasn't a, a necessarily a challenging outcome goal to reach because I had a administratively classified job at, at Colorado State, even though I was a program advisor and program manager, that I made more the first year in my business than I had made at Colorado State. So sometimes our risks look like, oh my goodness, And there were some factors that went into that happening that we'll discuss as we talk about risk and resilience moving forward. But that risk, which was calculated, I'd built up ways to make money before I did that, of course. That calculated risk and the success that came from it really propelled everything that's happened since then. And this is part of what brought me to this topic was the discussion within my leadership coaching group around how we develop leaders, that leaders need an opportunity to take risk and to see success because that's how we grow. That's how we get the confidence that we need to take further risk. And the same is true for each and every one of us. The risks may look different. It may not be quitting your job. That you know, they will talk about lots of different ways that you can take risks. But the idea behind it is that we all need to take a little risk to learn something, to do something different, to network, to be able to see success in that risk, to grow and grow in our confidence and be able to take the next opportunity or risk when it presents itself so that we can keep moving forward. Because when we don't do that, we end up being stuck. We end up being in the same position forever, hating it. Or some of the business owners I know live resume to resume or client to client, churn to churn, because they haven't been able to or or haven't figured out how to take little risks that get them out of that churn. So again, we're going to talk about different types of risks, different types of actions that that we can take because they will look different for each of us. But that's the general idea, that risks we take, the success we gain from them, really then boosts our confidence and gives us what we need, mindset-wise and skill-wise, 
to take the next opportunity or risk when it when it appears and not miss out on those opportunities for growth. Mindset plus momentum, resilience plus risk to build our confidence, to keep us moving forward and to get out of what may be the, the daily grind in, in our career. So I'm going to cover three different areas where I see these mindsets and momentum ideas fit into our career journey. So we're going to talk about purpose, bigger picture in terms of purpose and how our mindset and momentum actions fit there. The people, so when we're trying to have our our proactive career management, people make a huge impact on that. And there's a mindset around our relationships and there's a momentum or actions that we're taking in terms of relationships. And then a plan. Although we do not have a path, we can still have a plan. Plans are fluid, they're adaptable, and yet they give us something to do actionable and things that we can do right now to start building our momentum, taking those little risks, and constantly working on our mindset because that's going to carry us through from risk to risk. So we're going to talk about those three areas when I get when we get back, purpose, people, and plan. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Alcohol contributes to America socially, economically, and culturally. But alcohol also impacts our health, safety, and quality of life. On Alcohol Across America, each week we present recurring issues related to community, liability litigation, social and college drinking, and the alcohol industry. Join host Dr. Brad Crever and his co-hosts every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about risk-taking and resilience in your career and how it can help you have real career stability by being ready to move, by having that that career agility. And the ideas behind this in terms of our risk-taking and, and actions, momentum that we gain by taking actions every day to move ourselves forward, and they don't have to be huge. We'll talk about what some of those might look like as we go. And then our mindset, our our ability to bounce back and thrive and change. And we're going to talk about that as it specifically relates to career. Maybe we'll get to some of the general stuff that uh, one of the other speakers at this conference shared. If not, we'll find another time to share that with you. So the first P in our, in our, in, in our strategy, I guess, is purpose. So kind of going back to those questions around what experiences do you want to have in your career? I'm not talking about purpose in terms of this existential crisis of what's your purpose in life. I'm talking about what is the purpose of each and everything that you do every day? How is it adding to your career pattern? And what are you doing to take note of how it's adding value for you? What experiences do you want to have when you're having those experiences? Take the time to notice it. Notice how it's adding to your skill set. Write it down. Capture it somehow. And then what are you gaining or learning? What's the purpose of that activity? To me, is purpose is not something that we find. You don't go out and find your purpose It's something that you create in every day that you work, every day that you do something, you are creating purpose within that. It's our ability to see the purpose behind what we're doing to make it purposeful that helps us move forward in our careers. This idea that everything you do has purpose it's taking you to the next point. It's really, are you finding how to connect the dots? Finding how to connect the dots in that pattern. That mindset, that big picture vision focus of what does your pattern look like? And how does that current experience add to that pattern? Around purpose, we also have the idea of your personal brand. And I've talked about this before, but personal brand is often misconstrued as you selling yourself. Personal brand is a much much bigger concept, which really encompasses who you are, why you do what you do, how you solve problems or add value for others, how you work. It's an encompassing process to determine your your personal brand and then the act of personal branding is yes communicating that big 
big picture purpose. Who are you? Why do you do what you do? How do you do what you do? How does that make you different than others who do what you do? And how does it add value, solve problems for your audience? The mindset around purpose also is work-life integration. This is part of what helps keep us resilient or burns us out really quickly. Work-life integration. I'm not a big fan of the term work-life balance. Balance implies that there's some magical formula, and there's not. Each of us are going to have a different work-life integration at any one point. The challenge for us is to choose that level of integration and to be conscious about when we're shifting it. Maybe we need to work a little bit more right now to get some goal achieved. Maybe we need to be at home a little bit more right now, and that means that work is taking a little bit more of a backseat. The idea that you cannot do everything all full out at all times, you have to choose. And what is it that we're going to put on those, those top two or three front burners right now, realizing that a few other things may then be taking a backseat? Family, friends, recreation, leisure, and work, I think are the five things I've seen people talk about. And you get to choose two or three that you're going to really work on. If you try to do all five, you just get burned out. So that idea within purpose of our work-life integration and what are we doing that's purposeful at home and at work right now and, and what does that integration level look like? The risks or actions that come along with purpose is, again, recognizing the purpose of what you do at work right now. How can you be the best at your job where you are right now? Because you're probably going to have a hard time achieving any kind of growth if you're not doing a great job where you are right now. And how can you use that position to grow in place? And you can do this no matter what type of position you're in. I had someone come up to me afterwards and say, you know, this presentation sounds like it's a lot for, you know, higher level people. No, not necessarily. Anyone can take opportunities to grow in place where they are, no matter what type of position they're in. They can volunteer to be on a team that's determining something, a special project. They can be a good leader where they are, do the just basic good leadership things that we do as individual contributors. There are a lot of little ways that they can grow and and build their skill sets where they are right now, regardless of the level of their position. Mostly, they can know and share their strengths, know what they like to do, know what they're good at, and make sure that they take appropriate opportunities to communicate that to the people around them, to take on tasks that fit with those skills and strengths. Anybody can do that and benefit from it, knowing where they are, who they are, what they're best at, and how they can apply that where they are right now. Little tiny risks of using the skills that they already have where they are and getting a little bit of visibility for that. People, our second P here, people are why we have 
any kind of advancement. The whole idea that you can sit behind your computer and do great work and, and get any kind of movement in your career, as we know, is a fallacy. You are not going to move up if nobody knows you. And, you know, people always say, oh, it's who you know. Well, actually, it's who knows you. And what do they know about you? Do they know your strengths? Do they know what you like to do? Do they know what you do well? This idea of social capital actually comes from work with people who are in low socioeconomic status. The idea that they need to build their social capital to move up in in status, in self-sufficiency. That's where I learned about this term and this work. And it applies to all of us that your social capital is a two-way street. It's never a one-way street. The idea that you build social capital with people by having real authentic relationships, not by going out and, and you know, saying, I'm going to network, that we apply our ability to build these real authentic relationships at work and in a professional setting, just like we do in a, in a personal setting. For some of us, this comes much easier than for others. And they're going to have a, an easier time being resilient in their career. Be thoughtful about it. Be purposeful about the actions that you take to build relationships. You can call it networking. You can call it connection building. You can call it whatever language you want to, but it's the mindset that people matter, the mindset that relationships matter, the the mindset that getting down to task at work is not how we advance. We also have to nurture relationships and that those relationships may need to be more broad than they used to be. If you've listened to Deborah Feldman come on the show and she talks about, you know, we have to have relationships outside of our company because the advancement opportunities today may not be within our companies. And so do you have relationships in your industry or in your geographic location, whatever it is that your, your target pattern looks like it's probably not just within your company. One of the other mindset pieces that comes in here is emotional intelligence, and that's one of the big buzzwords. The idea really is, do you prioritize relationships? Do you communicate well with others? And do you nurture those relationships? Kind of the crux of emotional intelligence. And then power and influence. We did a whole show on power and influence a few months ago, so you can go back and listen to that. But are you comfortable with your personal power and the idea that you have personal power and the idea that our relational power is how we move within organizations, not necessarily our positional power? And that relational power is good. It's not a bad thing. It's not about manipulation. It's actually about real authentic relationships. That's how you get relational power. And that that's how you have influence. And again, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to be able to influence work to get done. That's how we all, that's how we all get things done every day in our work. Some momentum pieces here, some specific risks that you could take to find a mentor or a sponsor, a person who is willing 
to help you move within your career, to mentor you, to sponsor you or, or advocate for you within your industry, within your organization. Start building those relationships now. And then a simple, simple risk that we can all take every day to prioritize those relationships, to understand that they are what is going to help us move forward. And that no matter what position we are in, if we build good relationships with our peers and if we build good relationships with our managers, first-line managers, and, and perhaps even their manager, those are going to be the, the social capital that gets us where we want to go. When we come back, we're going to go through our last P here and talk about your plan for advancing in your career, for creating a pattern that works for you, and the mindset and momentum pieces that can go into that plan. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about risk-taking and resilience, ways that you can build your mindset and build momentum to take control of your own career. And the ideas here really around 
Are you taking actions that move you consistently forward, keep you keep your momentum going in your career? And that it's it's our understanding of our our purpose, what we like to do, what we want to do, what each and every experience we have every day adds to that purpose. And then the people around us, how do we build those relationships so that we can keep moving forward? And I told you this the story kind of early on today around me leaving Colorado State in 2008 to start my own business, taking that risk and having success with it and having a, a somewhat broad picture of where I wanted to go, right? I didn't necessarily have an, a big outcomes focus. Part of that came from a personal lesson that I learned in somewhat of a difficult way around this idea of outcomes-based goals versus process-based goals and the importance of staying focused on process and doing things every day that are fit within my strengths and, and fit within what I love to do and not getting too caught up in the outcomes of, of what that leads to. And so in 2014, late 2014, I, I got a call from some colleagues through this relationship-based network, and that's something that, that I work on. It's not, an, I would say, a natural strength for me to focus on relationships, but I had had the opportunity to build relationships within my, my industry and got a call in late 2014 to purchase Career Thought Leaders and Resume Writing Academy. And because of that relationship and that opportunity and the success that I had had with the risks that I'd been taking thus far, I had the confidence that I needed, along with the people support and and all of those other things, to be able to take the risk and do that. This is the power of taking little risks and having success is that then we can build on those with future risks or actions and future success. Now, will we fail? Of course. And if we continue to take calculated risk, planned risk, risks that fit within the scope of, of where we are, we can still continue to build this confidence and I wouldn't be where I am right now. And yet I would still be doing things that fit within my strengths and skills because of the clarity that I was able to gain around those things. Now you would hope that I have clarity around those things, right? Cause I do this every day and Amazingly, about a a year ago, I looked at some of the work that I had done in 2007 when I was in my graduate program around what I wanted to be doing in a very clear language, right? It wasn't tied to a specific job. It was just, these are the skills that that I love to use. And I was doing all of those things. Focused on the process, focused on getting opportunities that let me do those things, focused on taking opportunities, taking little risks that gave me ways to build on those skills to do more of those, do more of what I like to do. And it builds on itself. That's kind of the power of the purpose and the people. 
then we get to the plan piece because all of this, these are actions that, that you can plan to take. Our mindset when we're planning it is that we're not only focused on outcomes-based goals. We're also focused on our process-based goals, that we're seeking out opportunities and that we're calculating and taking calculated risks with more of a patterns focused instead of a path focused with more of an entrepreneurial mindset instead of an employee mindset and that we understand that yes knowing our passion is important and that that breeds success but that our success also breeds passion and that that's okay you know some people might say well what's your passion and you might say well I don't know that's okay. Look for those areas where you've had success, where you've lost track of time, where you feel like you're exercising a strength and build on those. And perhaps a passion will come. Perhaps your passion isn't work-related and that's okay too. Not everybody works that way and that's really okay. When people say, what's your passion? You can say, my passion is playing the cello, but you know, at work, I love to do these things. And Maybe you don't necessarily use the word passion for those things, and that's okay. Momentum-wise, what tasks or, or actions can you take on a daily basis to take risks and build yourself? Four categories here. Developmental goals to address any skill gaps you have for going where you want to go. Relational goals, building your network, how are you focus on relationships every day? Remember, not just outcomes-based, but process-based. Experience goals, how will you get experiences now to keep you moving? Visibility goals, so how will you get noticed? How will you communicate? How will you show up so that you can build visibility with you, your people who are going to help you move forward in your career? Those four areas you're always looking to build on in, in your career, to take actions that move you forward, to think about what can you do in your current position to learn a new skill, to connect with people. Can you volunteer for a special project inside? Can you volunteer for a nonprofit organization to build a skill you need? How can you contribute to your organization using those strengths that you want to use so that you can move yourself forward, get visibility for using those skills, and also get more confidence in exercising those skills? And then if you do have long-term goals that you're looking for, Keep researching how you get there. Keep building your network so that people can help you get there and get those experiences that you need to move yourself in that direction. And part of your tools and resources will be right here on the Career Confidant. We're happy to share tools and resources that you need and you can reach out to me at marie m-a-r-i-e at astrategicadvantage.com and let me know what tools and resources you need that we can continue to share on this show so that you can take control of your own career be more resilient take those risks that will build your momentum and have 
career stability because you're ready and able and agile to move as things change in our ever-changing career world. We'll see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 